Hello and welcome to Walker of Worlds podcast. My name's Rachel and this is a podcast where we step behind the veil and take a look at some little known and long lost urban legends and spooky stories. Wiltshire is a beautiful county in the south of England, landlocked and bordered by Dorset, Hampshire, Gloucestershire and Oxfordshire. This county is home to many of England's treasures including Stonehenge, Avebury Circle, Silbury Hill and Salisbury Cathedral. Its rolling plains, known as Salisbury Plains, are home to the UK military including Boscombe Down. I had the privilege of spending several years living in Salisbury and became closely acquainted to some of the local legends, folklore and tall tales that people had to tell. So here's some of them. Moonrakers is a local name which is often used as an insult. Supporters of Oxford Football Club often use it as a derogatory term for supporters of their Wiltshire-based rivals Swindon FC. The name refers to a folk story set in the time when smuggling was a significant industry in rural England, with Wiltshire lying on the smugglers' secret routes between the south coast and their customers in the centre of the country. The story goes that some local people had hidden contraband barrels of French brandy from customs officials in a village pond. While trying to retrieve it at night, they were caught by the revenue men, but explained themselves by pointing to the moon's reflection and saying that they were trying to rake in a round cheese. The revenue men, thinking they were simple yokels, laughed at them and went on their way. But as the story goes, it was the moonrakers who had the last laugh. Wiltshire is now full of places that use the Moonraker name. There's Moonraker pubs, Moonraker hotels and Moonraker beer. If you can think of it, then someone someone, somewhere will have attached the Moonraker name to it. One of my personal favourite stories is the Hand of Glory located at the Haunch of Venison pub in Salisbury. A Hand of Glory is, as the name suggests, a hand which has been taken from a hanged man and is used to bring good luck during card games. However, the Haunch of Venison's Hand of Glory is said to have been taken from the losing player of a card game and has been preserved using smoke. The one that they have is now secured behind a locked grate due to having been stolen several times. The pub claims that it is still the original Hand of Glory, however no one knows if it is or not. You can visit the the Hand of Glory at the Haunch of Venison pub on Minster Street, Salisbury. Although they appear worldwide and in many different designs, Wiltshire is often cited as being the world's capital for crop circles. It was in the late 1970s that the area began to experience these strange and often beautiful designs appearing in crops. At the time, Wiltshire was just coming out of the grip of the Warminster thing, a UFO accompanied by strange sounds which terrorised the town of Warminster through the 1960s and 1970s. Naturally, people put down these strange crop designs to the work of otherworldly visitors and the beautiful geometric shapes drew tourists from around the globe. 2007 was a bumpy year of crop circle appearances. By September of that year, 37 different designs had been reported across the county. The first of the season, a massive 333-foot-wide striped ball effect circle manifested itself in the middle of April in oil-sealed rape on top of Beacon Hill at Oliver's Castle north of Devizes. But there was one which caught the world's imagination. The huge design covered an extraordinary 23 acres and even more interesting was that the creation was captured on camera. Over 1,000 feet long and 520 feet wide and boasting over 90 separate circles within the formation, the mega crop formation made its appearance in pitch darkness in the early hours of a windy, damp and overcast Saturday morning on the 7th of July 2007. Dedicated UFO hunter and cameraman Winston Keach told the story to the news media. This is the most spectacular formation to have occurred in Wiltshire for many years, he said. It's flattened an area of over 95,000 square feet, or roughly 2.25 acres. But what is most remarkable is that this is absolutely known to have been formed with one hour, 45 minutes, and it was filmed by a formation of five separate cameras, including infrared CCTV and in the presence of three witnesses. 
To the naked eye, observers only saw a flash of white similar to sheet lighting at 3.13am, but the ultra-low-light CCTV camera pointed at the field saw considerably more. Viewing the lighting-enhanced video over the seven, following seven minutes, the circle would seem, even allowing for changing light conditions over that period, to develop into the full formation in front of the camera. For those who want to see the creation of this circle, clips are available online. One of them, the most interesting clips, is from 1996, which again is available on YouTube, shows what appears to be a small orb flying just above the fields of wheat, forming various designs as it goes. I'm fairly sure that the video was admitted to be a fake, which would, back in the mid-90s, have been difficult. I was at film school during this period, and even we didn't have a CGI rig. Hollywood CGI and domestic CGI were, at the time, light years apart. However, the video could have been created by somebody in the industry. It's still an interesting video and well worth a look if you have any interest in crop circles. Crop circle season starts in spring just as fields are beginning to bloom with their various produce and ends at harvest time when these natural canvases are taken down by farm machinery. Hidden in the depths of the Wiltshire countryside on the edge of the small town of Wilton you'll discover the ancient ethereal Groveley Woods. Inhabited since the Iron Age, the woods are a mixture of managed evergreen and tedacious deciduous woodland rich in flora and fauna. Today it is part of Lord Pembroke's Wiltshire Wilton Estate. Cutting straight through the towering beautiful trees is a Roman road that has been there for over 7,000 years. Time-worn paths trodden down over the centuries crisscross the Roman road. The evidence of times gone by are scattered throughout the trees and undergrowth. Prehistoric, grims, ditches, earthworks and tumulus lie in and around the woodland. If you explore carefully you'll find abandoned houses and Second World War bunkers hidden away. Groveley Woods has quite the history you'll not only be surprised to find that the woodlands are rather creepy at certain times of the day and that spooky tales abound. Of all the legends associated with the woods, the most famous is that of the Four Witches. Let's head back to 1737. Smallpox swept through the village of Wilton, killing 132 people. There were four sisters living in Wilton by the name of Hansel. They were originally from Denmark. Following the devastating outbreak of smallpox, the villagers decided in their ignorance that it was down to the Hansel sisters. Labelled as witches, they laid blame on them. The poor sisters were dragged from their homes into the woods before being violently bludgeoned to death. Following these most brutal murders, the sisters were buried apart. If they were separated, it was thought, they would not be able to conspire from the grave to bring about more misfortunes for the villagers. Legend has it that four beech trees were either planted to mark each of the graves, or they mysteriously grew on each spot a sister was buried in. Three of the majestic yet gnarly trees still grow in the woods today. The fourth tree fell down at some point and it's now just a pile of logs. One of the trees has become something of an altar to the poor Hansel sisters. Villagers leave little trinkets and presents, bits of thread or twine and talismans. They are attached to the branches and hidden in hollows. Another tree has been adorned with little gifts from nature. Rocks, flowers, feathers and in the autumn pumpkins. Each tree is surrounded by a log circle said to keep visitors safe from dark forces if they step within them. Over the years sightings of the sisters have occurred near this area. Figures have been witnessed leaning on the trees, and there are reports of women's voices being heard and a feeling of the sisters drawing close to you if you ask them to do so. Another ghostly being said to lurk in Groveley Woods is that of the Borkham Woodsman. Two stories recount the possible reason for his death. One tale says the woodsman was caught poaching in the woods. He was hung from a tree for his crimes. Another story reports he was in fact a watercolour artist sat painting in the woods. A deer hunt took place and the woodsman or artist was mistaken for an animal and shot by accident, resulting in his death. It is said that his presence still stalks through the trees. Visitors are alerted to the woodsman's presence by the sound of cracking twigs before his shadowy figure is spotted. Is he still looking for illegal prey, prey or perhaps the perfect place to paint? 
A common phenomenon said to be heard on the Roman road is the sound of marching soldiers. This is an audible phenomenon as there are no reports of any sightings. It's thought to be residual energy. Having said that, the woods were used to store ammunition during World War II and there are several abandoned bunkers hidden in the undergrowth. Could the sound of marching possibly be related to the British and American soldiers based in and around the area? The use of the woods during the war is the reason the road is tarmacked. Pretty rare for a Roman road running through a wood. People have said that upon stepping into the woods, they feel that there is a sinister presence among the trees and that the area just wants to be left alone. Old Sarum on the outskirts of Salisbury is the original foundations of this tiny city. With a view of the plains and nearby Boscombe Downs for the plain spotters, this small walled town also contains the original footprint of Salisbury Cathedral. The story goes that the cathedral that so many people now know is sighted because an arrow was fired from Old Sarum. The spot that the arrow landed upon became the home of the new cathedral in the heart of Salisbury. However, the cathedral itself has issues that, for many years, its famous 123-metre spire, spire was receding. Salisbury Cathedral is built on a barely-drained marsh and has foundations that are a mere 28 inches deep. If you go inside the cathedral, you can see where the spire has pulled against the marble pillars, nearly causing the whole structure to collapse. There is now a sluice system in place which pumps water back into the nearby river and water levels below the cathedral are checked twice daily to help prevent this incredible spire moving out of alignment once more. Once upon a time, back when I lived in Salisbury, I worked in a wonderful little pub with a fabulous group of people, some of whom may be listening to this, so hi guys. We knew everything wasn't as it seemed in this 600-year-old building and from that building came a handful of very strange tales. The ghosts that we called The Voice tended to happen when the bar was empty, normally in the early mornings. We'd be cleaning in the bar area and you'd hear someone as clear as day yell your name. You'd go look in and yell into the kitchen to see if the chef had called. No, it wasn't him. At this point, the hackles on the back of your neck would rise and it tended to go both ways. Some days the chef would stick his head out of the kitchen and ask if someone had called for him. Other days it would be us asking if he'd called for us. This didn't just happen once or twice. The Voice was a daily occurrence. So the pheasant was an old building, you can still find it, it is still a pub, and it was spread over several levels. Like a ship at the time, the ceilings became lower the higher you went. Several of us who kept the pub running lived among the beams and wonky floors. Late at night, once we kicked everyone out, we'd sit at the bar and chat quietly while having a couple of drinks. Whenever a dignified silence fell over us, then the footsteps would start on the floor above the bar. Creaking, slow footsteps that would walk to one end, pause and come back again. Once they stopped, we'd start talking again. And once we stopped talking, the footsteps would start again. Very strange. As an old pub, a very old 600 plus year old pub, we had several big fireplaces. One of them was a gas fire with a copper hod over it, which channeled the gases outside. In the summer, obviously, this fire was never on. Because summer in the south of England, if you've never been, can be like France and Spain if it's in a good mood. And sometimes there would be sounds coming from this fire. They weren't normal sounds like the fire needed fixing. It was someone or something banging rhythmically on the hod of the gas fire. Some days it'd be one or two bangs, some days it would go on for hours. Like I said, this wasn't the fire calling down as people would have thought because it was, it was very rarely on. We probably only had it on for two, three weeks of the year um, in the absolute dead of winter. Looking back on it now, I wish I'd noted down the noises because I'm wondering if someone or something was trying to communicate with us in Morse code. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Wiltshire, or at least some of Wiltshire. The county has many beautiful places to visit and some incredible history to explore. In fact, the whole of the south is an amazing place to see. If you want to lose yourself around stone circles, uninhabited forests and picturesque towns, I highly recommend a visit to the south of the UK.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do feel free to check out our website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And until next time, stay spooky. Thank you.